On behalf of Exodus Intelligence and Kerasoft, we would like to welcome you to today's podcast, focused around answering the White House call to action, increase your cyber defense, where Logan Brown, CEO at Exodus Intelligence, will discuss the role and importance of vulnerability intelligence and how their methodology can be used to analyze end-day and zero-day threats. First of all, Logan Brown, uh, one of the founders and CEO of Exodus Intelligence. Um, a little background about us, what we do, where we come from. Uh, we were founded about 10 years ago. Uh, we were born out of a uh, elite research group um, that got a global reputation for hosting a hacking competition such as Pwn to Own and uh, disclosing I think the um, highest volume of zero day per year. Um, we were founded back in 2012. And the five of us grew to about 40 of us researchers uh, worldwide that uh, concentrate on discovering, analyzing, and exploiting um, zero day vulnerabilities in enterprise software and hardware. Uh, meaning software and hardware that's going to be on most enterprise networks or affecting most uh, enterprise and cloud systems. Um, over the years, we have focused our efforts on um, providing exploitable, critically exploitable vulnerability details on zero-day vulnerabilities or unknown vulnerabilities that um, the vendor does not know about and does not have a patch available for remediation of the um, risks. Ultimately, we've tried to provide about 50 of these, five zero of these uh, vulnerability reports per year. Um, and to date, over the 10 years, we've been pretty consistent with that number. Um, we started off by focusing on primarily providing this research for uh, defensive vendors, as I call them, for um, security vendors that had products, IPS, IDS, uh, firewall. Um, we provided the research so that they could write signatures or rule sets for detection within their products. So our reporting is very much centralized around detection and mitigation. Uh, in the reports, we go through the vulnerability or the software, how it's used or hardware and how it's used deployed through the vulnerability details, uh, the root cause analysis, network analysis, how it looks on the perimeter. Uh, we go through network detection, uh, exploitation requirements and how it would be exploited. And then of course the mitigation section and detection section uh, highly focus on how you'd mitigate these risks. Um, in the package, we also provide uh, packet captures, uh, benign and malicious traffic, and we provide a proof of concept or an exploit that would allow you to trigger the vulnerability. These are, uh, even the exploits are not designed for offensive use case. They're mainly designed to, um, to test your defenses once you've implemented the uh, advised mitigation. And um, we provide all these in the form of an annual subscription. Um, since starting the company and developing um, exploits, we've obviously got the attention of uh, the government very early on, asking our intentions and what all we provide. And a lot of those um, 
inquiries have turned to relationships and very long vetting processes uh, to where we now, over the 10 years, the majority of our customer base and our revenues are generated from U.S. government and um, five I or allied governments. So um, for the most part, we have developed our offerings around um, necessary research to uh, defend and uh, detect these things in a, in a government network. Um, we also, in 2015, were asked by a partner of ours uh, at Cisco if we could start researching in-day vulnerabilities. So known vulnerabilities that there was already a patch available um, that we didn't discover the vulnerability in-house, but they still wanted our analysis of the in-day vulnerabilities and um, they want us to reverse engineer the patch to uh, figure out what the root cause of the vulnerabilities were and provide our same detail of uh, detection and mitigation, but for in-day vulnerabilities. So we developed a team over the years, and now um, we have a catalog of over 1,200 in-day reports um, that we also provide in a subscription um, type format. Um, all of our researchers, um, we have the benefit of having um, a global workforce. Everybody, um, rightfully so in the, in the COVID times, everybody works remotely from home. So we have, since the life of the company, had systems in place to properly segment everybody to their own respective um, virtual networks and segment everybody's permissions and access to different uh, reports. So it's worth noting that no researcher has access to research that they do not own. Um, so researchers naturally have access to reports they have submitted, research they've submitted to us. Um, but to gain access to another report, they need to um, request permission from their manager. So it, it's just to go by saying that um, in terms of exposure to um, global uh, employees, we don't, no researcher has access to our entire database. Really only the executive leadership has access to the entire database. And the executive leadership for the most part is all, uh, all lives in Texas, if not in Austin, where we are headquartered and founded. Um, we do keep all of our data on premise at our office. Um, because we are hackers by nature, we're very cognizant of our attack surface. And so we do um, go through a certain degree of lengths um, to protect our data, our databases, and segment our network um, with all the different routing and firewalls and uh, VLANs that we can think of to make sure that um, our data cannot leak. Um, in terms of how we provide this data to our customers, um, we PGP encrypt each report to each respective user, and we make it available on our vault, which is our customer portal. Um, it's encrypted so that if or when our, our public-facing uh, website is ever compromised, um, the only thing anybody would get would be a handful of encrypted files. Um, they wouldn't get any of the actual reports or exploits proof concepts. So, um, we do consider it safe in that way. We also provide our data to our customers via a fully restful API. Um, and then we're in development of a few other tools that will make it easier to digest 
Um, let's see what else we have. Um, ultimately, over the years, we have provided um, a number of different services to uh, you know law enforcement, and we have been written up in a few publications that um, you know sometimes our research is interesting or respective to a certain um, law enforcement uh, mission, or um, perhaps there's some research that isn't quite um, isn't quite valuable on a given network, but similar to research that would be given uh, on a network. Say there's a certain uh, government network that has proprietary software that they've deployed. Uh, we have been engaged to do custom research or audits of proprietary systems. We have been engaged to um, to port a certain report over to a more uh, operational use case for law enforcement. Um, so where you see some of our partners and some of the work that we've done in the past, there's uh, a little, obviously a little more offensive side of things that uh, we have been prone to do for the US government. Ultimately, the, the main benefit that we argue about the proactive approach to security with using, uh, utilizing zero-day vulnerability intelligence is that there is a, a gap between when vulnerabilities uh, become known to the vendor uh, from when the vulnerabilities then are patched by the vendor. And then obviously the, um, the rat race, the sprint for malicious actors, as well as defenders to write their detections, mitigations and implement defenses um, before that timeline narrows and that, that window narrows for, um, for a malicious actor to have developed an exploit and try and utilize it. The zero day vulnerability intelligence we provide um, we do uh, disclose to the OEM uh, within six months of discovery. Our customers have a six month window before we disclose to the OEM so that they can properly uh, implement defenses. As our experience over you know, 15, 20 years of working with vendors on getting uh, vulnerabilities patched, it is our experience that once a vendor knows of the vulnerability, um, the timeline is kind of out of our control. And the last thing we want is to discover vulnerability, have customers that expect us to provide that intel for them to defend themselves. The next thing, you know, it's public and our own customers are scrambling to defend against our own um, vulnerabilities. So we do provide a six month window to implement defenses before the vendors um, receive it. The, the very good example, Microsoft, because they have so much code base, might take six months to implement a patch, test it, and then push it out to uh, the Microsoft users. Whereas Google, sometimes they can patch in 24 hours. So we do want to ensure that um, within the, the time window before we uh, disclose the vulnerability to the OEM that, the, that our customer base has uh, had ample time to defend against the, um, the vulnerability. We also do um, want to notate that the, um, the CVEs that are assigned, we are a uh, CNA, um, 
the CV numbering authority. So we do work very closely with uh, the CNA authorities, uh, with uh, MITRE, et cetera, to um, assign CVEs and to go through the disclosure process and make sure that these things are actually disclosed and made public and defended against. So um, the, the research that we do very much um, should be considered um, for detection and mitigation and defenses. Uh, recently, as I'm sure everyone on this webcast is well aware, uh, President Biden made an announcement that uh, he suspects that the Russian government will be uh, actively prodding and potentially accessing U.S. systems, um, government and commercial alike, and government urged uh, the private sector to do their best and their diligence to protect against known vulnerabilities, thus our in-day catalog. Um, within a few days of that, that announcement, we came together as ELT executive leadership team of uh, Exodus and decided that to answer that call and to promote the um, the cyber efficacy, if you will, of uh, the U.S. companies and government, that we would make our in-day catalog uh, available for free to uh, the uh, validated and vetted uh, companies and government the U.S. that wanted access to it. So for quarter two, so until July 1st, we are providing our in-day research for free to, um, to companies and government agencies that are interested in it. Um, and with that, it's the full bells and whistles. There's no, um, no commitment to uh, purchase beyond July 1st. There's no withholding of data. It is full access to our in-day feed. We do understand that, um, you know, some government agencies need to uh, treat it as more of a proof of concept in terms of uh, there might be a little heartburn about the government receiving things for free. So uh, we do have legal that has drafted appropriate paperwork that would um, state this as a proof of concept um, opportunity. Um, trying to think if there are any other things that I have not covered in terms of our offerings? Uh, let's see if there's any questions yet. Um, okay, so here's a question. Uh, so the cost for this, well, as I mentioned, the cost right now for Indig is uh, free, but um, considering that we are a small business that does need to support our research efforts, um, our actual standard pricing, I'm sure you can look it up on GSA schedule and all those systems and we have our listed price. Right now we are doing kind of a Q2 promotional price in parallel with this uh, free in-day campaign um, to where we're just, we're providing the in-day subscription uh, for $50,000 for multiple year uh, subscription. And we're even tossing in um, a $100,000 um, offering for a concierge um, technical account manager. So um, for an extra $100,000 a year, 
will provide a resource at Exodus that is limited to four different uh, companies that um, will be familiar with the company. They'll help onboard, help integrate, and um, going forward, they'll be on call. So when there's a Microsoft Patch Tuesday, when there's a, um, a big high profile vulnerability that comes out that everybody's scrambling to understand, um, our TAM, our concierge TAM for you, will be a phone call or an email away or even matter most if you prefer to be right on our chat server. Um, they'll be at your beck and call to give you guidance on what our take of that vulnerability is, what our analysis is showing, and they will be familiar enough with your network to tell you how it will um, affect you and what your remediation should be. Um, so total pack total package for multi-year agreement with us would be 150,000 a year. Uh, again, promotional price for right now. Um, you know, we can, of course, one-on-one -on -one negotiate on what, what custom offerings you'd like. And, you know, of course, we'd love to discuss the zero-day feed, but right now the, uh, the hyper-focus on this call to action from the president is uh, on the in-day offerings. Um, let's see. So threat intelligence versus vulnerability intelligence. Uh, I'm sure as you're all acutely uh, focused on what I'm saying and paying attention, you probably noticed that I said vulnerability intelligence um, instead of threat intelligence. I know a lot of times that our offerings might be construed as threat intelligence or maybe bucketed in the same, you know, budgetary considerations as threat intelligence, but I do want to emphasize that uh, unlike threat intelligence, the vulnerability intelligence itself is kind of a little further down the uh, the pyramid or the triangle, if you will. Whereas threat intelligence, a lot of times, you know, the the malware, the IP addresses, the domains, um, the different indicators of compromise. There's a lot of noise. I don't want to call it. I don't want to disrespect the value of threat intelligence, but there's a lot to cover in terms of threat intelligence. All of those threats that uh, a lot of people alert on end up down the chain taking advantage of certain exploits and those exploits take advantage of vulnerabilities so if you can remediate or mitigate against the vulnerability itself you block off thousands of exploits and thousands of threats per exploit so the exponential savings and focus and efficiency of focusing on the vulnerability itself can um, deter a lot of upward um, threat and a lot of man hours. Um, ultimately, the main difference is that although we, we have access to threat intelligence feeds and probably can provide them if that's of interest, you know, in a package deal, our emphasis and focus is on the, you know, 50 to 100 zero day that come out per year that are critically affecting um, the uh, enterprise networks. So there might be 30,000 CVEs a year. Of those, how many are actually exploitable? Maybe 5,000. And out of the exploitable ones, how many would actually affect enterprise software or hardware and how many have a likelihood of exploitation in the wild, um, you know, that's a very small number. It's more, you know, 100, 200. Um, 
So the overall idea of our offerings is, although much lower in volume than a threat intelligence, uh, it should really disseminate the uh, signal from a lot of noise that's uh, out there offered today. We do have um, some folks with clearance. We are on some approved uh, government systems. Uh, we are listed on a few government schedules. Um, so in terms of accessing and procurement through us, we can have, um, you know, clear one-on-one -on -one conversations. We can have uh, different buying vehicles and um, procurement opportunities uh, through our different relationships. We don't actually purchase our research. All of our research that we provide, zero-day and in-day alike, um, is discovered in-house. We have about 40 uh, full-time reverse engineers that um, we've hired over the years. We have a very extensive vetting process, uh, both on talent and uh, motivations to ensure that we are not um, hiring anybody that could be a uh, insider threat. And um, also that they have the skill set to provide the kind of data that um, we pride ourselves on being known as the vulnerability intelligence experts. Um, so we, we do all of our house, all of our work in-house, all of our discoveries, all of our reports are discovered, developed, analyzed in-house by our researchers. Uh, so it is all proprietary to Exodus. Um, so on, the only folks that get the benefit of Exodus Zero Day are our, uh, our customers here uh, at Exodus. And it's worth noting that I think we just looked the other day in the past year, we've had 170 applicants to work for us. Um, and out of those, we've hired about 30. So, um, you know, that's a 18% hiring. So um, again, we do spend a lot of time and a lot of efforts vetting these guys to make sure that they have the uh, appropriate uh, skill set. Let's move on a little more to um the focus i on this slide i i already spoke a little bit about this this is the pyramid i was talking about where you have thirty thousand some odd cbe's per year dial it down to you know i don't know five thousand ish uh exploitable and then that comes down to you know maybe a hundred or so that are really worth uh mitigating against that could be critical if um utilize in a malicious manner against your network. Um, we, again, focus on the, uh, the vulnerability itself. We have expertise in-house for uh, exploitation. Um, a lot of our guys are um, pen testers by trade and have been in this industry for a long time. So uh, not only do you get guidance on the vulnerability and how to defend and detect the vulnerability, we give um, pretty acute guidance on what it takes to exploit the vulnerability. So the um, some of the mitigation guidance takes into account um, exploitation requirements and restrictions that um, can be triggered on themselves. Our research process is, um, in terms of zero day, we load up, we download whatever, um, we download whatever software um, we're going to audit. We have to be able to set it up in our own environment uh, so that it's legal and the audit of uh, the software does not uh, affect any active systems. 
we download it, we set it up, we enumerate the attack service, and we reverse engineer black box audit the product um, until we discover a zero day. We actually discover a handful of zero day that uh, don't ever get uh, user data, any control of user data. So uh, there, we do have a handful of vulnerabilities we discover that aren't actually exploitable vulnerabilities. So we move on until we find an exploitable vulnerability. Once we find that it is exploitable, the guys will go and write the exploit. They'll document the research uh, in the form of a PDF. Uh, I described that earlier. That's software background, vulnerability background, root cause of the vulnerability, network traffic breakdown. Um, that's network detection guidance, exploitation breakdown and requirements, and then mitigation guidance. Um, They'll do that documentation and then we will um, zip it up and um, encrypt it and push it to our customers via the portal or through the API. Um, the end day, very similar process minus the discovery phase. End day focus, it starts at the analysis and then exploitation, documentation, and distribution. Um, to jump quickly, because I think I'm a little over time, to jump quickly up to the types of research we do. Uh, you'll see um, right here, and I think we have sent along um, the uh, placemat that shows some of this as well, but the, uh, the products we cover, as I mentioned, are products that would affect your enterprise network. So uh, for the end day, you know, we like folks on Chrome, Windows, uh, Microsoft Office, um, you know, the hypervisor VMware, VirtualBox, uh, Nagios. We have done plenty of hardware and IoT research, uh, switches, routings, modems, firewalls, um, IP phones, printers, uh, even IP cameras. Um, so we, we've done a handful of um, embedded devices to include also SCADA systems and industrial control systems. Um, I, I will be candid. The industrial control researcher has the industrial control research has slowed as we kind of exhausted our resources in accessing industrial control firmware. Uh, as I'm sure everyone's aware, a lot of that is proprietary. Uh, the developers of that software um, a lot of times likes to do it per customer, and so. Um, it's really hard to find trial versions of that and uh, the ability to set it up in-house. Um, so we have exhausted that a little bit. Uh, we would welcome with open arms relationships that would allow us to audit, you know, through an integrator or through any sort of industrial control lab, et cetera. Um, that research for the most part is relatively easy to do. Those systems are riddled with, um, security holes and uh, vulnerabilities. It's just much higher challenge to actually get access to the systems, nonetheless, the research. Um, zero Day, we cover very similar products. We try to touch on a little more of your um, server side, you know, some backup solutions, um, you know, Nagios cPanel, um, even, you know, SolarWinds and some of those. Uh, so the zero day, we do try to cross over both client side and server side uh, software to cover the full breadth of uh, attack service and risk within a company. Um, it is worth noting, uh, Jeremy wanted me to make sure to emphasize that 
with the in-day research that we provide, yes, we are analyzing um, vulnerabilities from an OEM patch. The OEMs do not always get the patch right. And there aren't many companies that tell you when they did not actually effectively patch the vulnerability. So we do also report to our customers when a patch fails and when you should not turn off your defenses or your monitoring after applying a patch because arguably you are more at threat at that point than you were prior. Um, malicious actors, just like we would, will reverse engineer a patch to figure out what the vulnerability was. Um, they also will discover whether that vulnerability was actually patched or not. And they, if it has not been properly patched, they will develop uh, exploit and they will be able to utilize it against people that think they have fully patched their systems, when in reality, they've kind of patched, moved on, and um, are more insecure than they were prior. Um, we are also, as I teased earlier, we're developing more ways for our customers to digest um, data to help them operate more efficiently, effectively, um, and how to digest all publicly known vulnerabilities so that we're not just focused on the vulnerabilities that we analyze or discover in-house, much lower volume. We're actually looking to digest from all publicly available sources, all vulnerability intelligence. We've uh, spent the past year and a half writing uh, some machine learning algorithms and some AI uh, to really score and give us insights on the exploitability of all public vulnerabilities. Um, that exploitability score uh, is weighed by many different things. I'll let Jeremy get into that in a second, but we've developed multiple metrics to, um, to really help people identify out of all the vulnerabilities and within 24 hours of Patch Tuesday, which one of these patches is the most critical and which one of these vulnerabilities is most likely exploitable. So like many, we are providing a score that will help prioritize, but unlike many, uh, we are a expert hacking firm just to call it what it is. And so when our guys are looking at it saying, this is likely exploitable or this is not, it's based off extensive experience and knowledge to uh, make that gut call on uh, the initial um, analysis of these uh, vulnerabilities as they become available. Um, we are calling this platform our EVE platform, very creatively named for Exodus Vulnerability Enrichment Platform. So um, EVE will be a new platform that we're transitioning towards um, where this platform will allow uh, integration ingestion of our data into existing systems, uh, hoping that it makes it a lot more turnkey. Um, as I mentioned earlier with our concierge service, we'll even do the setup and integration for you. And uh, this data can be displayed. You don't have to use our platform. This data can be displayed in your relative um, SOC or uh, SIM. So uh, we're, we're trying to work on as many ways to get our data into the hands and actionable by our customers. Um, that being said, my CTO, head of engineering and vulnerability research, Jeremy Kelly, can go into a lot more detail about our EVE platform. Thank you, Logan. So as Logan was mentioning, we've actually got something that we're really excited to share with the broader security um, 
industry that we refer to as EVE. And again, I'll, I'll repeat that stands for Exodus Vulnerability Enrichment. And to, to dive into that really quickly, we, we are a large research group of hackers. We write exploits. We're not pen testers. We don't, we don't do pen testing as a business. Um, what our folks do, what our researchers do is they dive in deep on a vulnerability and determine one, is this even exploitable? Um, you know, we knew about, there was a, there was a bug in Qmail for like 16 years, right? And nobody could exploit it until we got to a certain type of 64-bit architecture. And so even if there, there, there are bugs that are constantly released daily, overwhelmingly, many of them are just not exploitable. We can also talk about the CBSS. That's the, the big question, right? Well, doesn't that give a score? Yes, but what we have found in our research and comparing the way that we measure exploitability with our XI score and CBSS, 95% of the time, CBSS is actually too high. And so for organizations that are using CVSS to actually guide their patching guidance and, and what are they going to do from an out-of-band standpoint, they're actually responding and spending effort and resources when they shouldn't. On the other side of that coin, 5% of the time, CVSS is actually too low. And we can say, hey, this, this 5% over here, those are the ones you really need to be scared of. And, and the way we do that is, is via EVE. One, as Logan uh, mentioned, we have we have some, some really fantastic machine learning that is based on expert guidance from our researchers, where we have put together a large corpus of scored vulnerabilities. Is this exploitable along, um, you know, eight different parameters and more? We pull in a lot more different features. So we have our expert researchers, we have the machine learning, and then we are also constantly, as you can imagine, trolling the wealth of open source intelligence that's on the net as well as uh, you know, all our private networks of, of, of researchers. And, and that is what feeds into what we refer to as the EVE platform. And the platform is our, it's our persistence layer. It's where it's our brain. It's where we store everything we know about a given vulnerability. And then from the platform, we have multiple outputs. We, will in, we have integrations into Demisto, which is now called uh, XSOR at Palo Alto. We have a, we have a first-class integration into that. We have an early integration with Splunk. It's, it's how do we get our vulnerability intelligence into the hands of security practitioners so that they can, they can, they can use it. And on the next slide, in just a moment, I'll even show a couple of use cases that I wanted to highlight. But, but we have a first-class API. It's very well done. It's, it's very mature. It's robust. Uh, we have a browser interface that, as, as Logan mentioned, we'd love for you to stop by the TechNet conference next week. He and I, will, and I believe Dawn, will be standing there giving demos of our EVE portal, which is the web interface you see on the right here, that gives us the ability to dive into our data in a, in a very rich graphical way and allows an analyst or a threat hunter or a compliance manager to actually get something immediately useful out of that data without having to write kind of a custom application or install a SOAR. So we have multiple outputs from Eve. And then with our user interface, I was, I was saying, we can actually expose 100% uh, of the CVE vulnerabilities that have been released to date, as well as expose and share 
what our researchers have determined that uh, as attached to a given CVE. So if if we think it's exploitable, uh, you can download the snort signature right from the browser that we that our vulnerability researchers have written. Uh, you can see a history of the XI score because we will sometimes revise it. Our researchers may look at an XI score and, and the machine learning may, may say, yeah, this is about a six out of 10 that it will be exploited soon. And our researcher will dive in and say, no, 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 no. It turns out I, I worked on this target. I wrote an exploit for this target three months ago. And it's actually really difficult. There may be a, a ton of factors that contribute to how difficult it actually is to target this specific vulnerability. Or, hey, you know what? That type of vulnerability was completely killed with the last release because they did some new security mitigations, right? And so we, you can see that history and the way those things develop. You can also dive in by uh, vulnerability class and also see trends over time of different types of vulnerabilities. The last thing I'll, I'll mention is that our EVE platform allows you as an organization to specify your a list of targets that your organization cares about. So for instance, maybe you're a, a full Windows shop and you don't care about bugs in the Linux kernel or the Apache web server. Well, we'll we, we can, we can filter those out for you. Give us that simple list of just what's called a CPE, the common platform enumeration. And that allows us to dive in and specify at a high level a vendor and a software or even to a specific version. Nope, we've moved completely to Windows 11. No more Windows 10. Stop showing us local privilege escalations in Windows 10. Don't alert on those for us. We don't want to kickstart our critical process on something that does not apply to our organization. Everybody's got too much work to do as it is, so we're helping organizations dive in on what matters to them. We've got a list of, um, I believe we're up to 80 different use cases now with our, with our API that, that can be enabled via the integration. I'm not going to read this list here on the left for you, but I'll just highlight a couple of them. Uh, there is an organization that is consuming our API now. And once there's an XI score greater than seven, so uh, you know a, a highly likelihood of exploitation, they actually immediately create a case with certain attributes from our API. All of this is automated, and they start attaching hosts that may meet that criteria onto that case. So now, if an exploit is released for it prior to it being public, they already know which hosts are vulnerable, which hosts have had malicious traffic associated with them. And that's fantastic. We also, um, if you wanna filter by host that may have a vulnerability type, meaning I need to see, give me a list of hosts within my organization that are associated with vulnerabilities that may be remote in nature or client side in nature. Via our API, those types of integrations can be turned on. Uh, this gives me an opportunity to speak to the concierge service also that, that Logan was alluded, that Logan mentioned uh, previously. We realize that this vulnerability knowledge, that this exploitation knowledge, what's the difference between a use after free versus a you know, a, a heap corruption, things like that. That's some esoteric knowledge that a lot of security organizations are struggling to staff for, to really provide that level of expertise, to give that first class guidance to 
vulnerability management programs to compliance groups, to security operations centers. And we realize we actually have a huge wealth of that knowledge that is centralized within Exodus. And so that's why we're very excited to announce our concierge program. If you sign up for our in-day program today, or not today, if you sign up for our in-day program now, we can actually give you an analyst that is dedicated and can begin to learn your organization. The benefits of this are, are innumerable. For one, they can know you are a Windows shop as a Windows item rolls out and gets analyzed by our researchers. This vulnerability, TAM, can reach out to your org and say, this is one you care about. The other thing that this vulnerability, TAM, can do, this, this vulnerability account manager can do is a weekly briefing that is customized to your organizational needs. So instead of hearing an hour long droning presentation about things you don't care about, they'll be able to say, here's a list of the top 10 things that came out last week. I recommend you care about these three. And that's what our vulnerability uh, concierge service is intended to do. It's to help you as an organizational operator cut through the noise because there's a lot of base level knowledge required to be able to read between the lines on a lot of those vulnerabilities. Thanks for listening. If you'd like more information on how Kerasoft or Exodus Intelligence can assist your organization, please visit www.kerasoft.com or email us at exodusintel at kerasoft.com. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.